Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Nick Augustine, and I'm your host on this episode of Law Talk Radio, produced by Lone Star Content Marketing. Brought to you in part by Members Choice Federal Credit Union in Denton, Texas, on Unicorn Lake Boulevard. You may be eligible to join Members Choice if you live, work, worship, or attend school in Denton or Argyle, Texas. I join Members Choice because they're locally owned and operated and offer a level of personal service I otherwise cannot find. Don't forget to share the on-demand links to these episodes in your social media pages. All of our podcast channels and programs are available on our website, located at LoneStarContentMarketing.com. You can also find our shows on our Law Talk Radio Facebook page. Today's show is episode number 47 in the Building Your Law Practice series, and today we're talking about some tips on hosting events to increase your outreach and encourage more referrals. You know, most of us attend some regularly scheduled events in our areas and some social mixers, um, but have you ever considered hosting your own? Uh, some people who invite their business friends and colleagues to these types of events are perceived as influencers, and that's a good thing. You can host an event on your own or invite others to co-host an event with you and maybe cross-populate uh, by increasing the uh, invitation list they're both people inviting their own people, and once you throw the first event, the second and third ones become uh, easier, they come better and better, and um, if you start doing things as a series, whether short or long term, uh, it can be a really good thing. So we're going to talk about uh, these ideas and how to pull these off today, because we want to encourage everyone to really start acting in a referral mindset and creating those habits uh, that lead themselves to encouraging referrals because people get to know, like, and trust each other. That's the whole name of the game. Um, I'm on the program here today with Jim Thompson, who's the author of the book, Why Attorneys Fail to Get the Referrals They Deserve and Need to Grow Their Practice and What They Can Do About It. And later in the show, he'll tell us all how to get a copy of his book through uh, email. Um, Jim, again, is a retired lawyer, uh, and he is well-known for helping clients uh, earn more referrals through simple cost-effective activities. And myself, Nick Augustine, I'm the principal of Lone Star Content Marketing, and we help lawyers share the stories and tips of their trades by managing and producing and publishing their content, uh, blog content, social media, press releases, podcast newsletters, and more. So uh, by way of general disclaimer, any advice on this program uh, does not constitute legal advice. Of course, communication with attorneys on our program does not lead to attorney-client relationships. Anyone with any questions should consult a professional in their area. All rights to this broadcast are reserved. All right, Jim, let's talk about springtime, better weather, getting out there, getting dressed up, meeting some good people, and hosting events. Yeah, I, I kind of question you're getting dressed up. You've been running around uh, undressed this whole winter period. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, mm-hmm. I just thought I'd throw that in. Um, you know, you mentioned something that was kind of interesting, and I, I, I think probably um, should discuss just a little bit. And that, excuse me, is that is uh, hosting your first event. And a lot of people I know, when I've, I've mentioned this to them or they've done something along this line, of course, it's like everything else. It's like, well, um, how do I do that? You know, what if I throw a war and nobody shows up? You know, I think that was the subject of a movie at one time. But anyway, um, 
if you're concerned about it, and, and quite frankly, what I would do is have an event with two or three or four people. When we're talking about an event, it doesn't have to be 25, 30, 40 people. You can host an event, and, and, and in my book, I talk about you know taking a, a, a client out to lunch, but just with a little different twist, and the different twist being um, take your client who's having a birthday out to lunch and invite two or three of his friends. Let's just take that one step a little bit further and say, you know, um, you want to just have two or three of your best clients meet each other. Uh, so invite them to have a lunch with you. Say, you know, John, I'd like to, to, I'm having a lunch next Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever it is, and I've invited two or three of my clients that I think that might uh, be beneficial for you to get to know, and I'd, I'd like you to join us. Now, who, who can resist that? I mean, if I said to Nick, Nick, come on, have lunch with me next week, and um, I'm bringing, uh, I'm also inviting two or, two or three other uh, lawyers that I know that could possibly use your services, you'd, you'd jump on that, especially if I'm picking up the tab. <clears throat> so if you're concerned about doing a big event, start out small. In fact, I would, if you haven't done an event before, I would certainly suggest start out this way. Start out small. Start out with a monthly uh, event where you have three or four or five or six people. And again, the number's not important. You know, it could be three people. It could be you know four four people that 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 you feel kind of would um, would gel together. And probably you'll find out what might happen is if you invite somebody, uh, some folks, for your first one, say, in a couple of weeks, and then you have another one a month later, and you invite different people, what you may find is two or three of the people that didn't get invited to the second one may call you up and say, especially if they know you're doing this on a monthly basis, it might not happen the first time you do it, but after the third or fourth month, then the word gets out that, well, gee, Jim, um, Nick calls me up and says, Jim, I understand you had a, a nice luncheon the other day. It certainly would have been nice to invite me. Oh, well, certainly, you know, and then so now your group, you know, gets to be, you know, the eight, nine, ten people. That's one way to control the size of the group. It's one way to to start a, a group meeting, if you will. I'm involved in a couple of that have started this way. Uh, a couple of friends of mine started a small group with about four people. They invited me to it, and now it's up to about ten people. Uh, we meet for breakfast. When you meet, um, it, it's totally up to you. Whatever you know, if you can get people come breakfast, fine. If you get them come to lunch. Um, maybe maybe the type of practice you have uh, would would lend itself to taking three or four of your best clients out to dinner. Again, the important thing, and, and like Nike says, and I always go back to Nike, is just do it uh, and, and, and tweak it. Um, you're going to find that some things will work, some things won't work. But if you're afraid of, of hosting a, a large event and uh, it's not going to go over, do it on a small basis. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about workshops and some other things. And again, the same thing would, would apply. You can do a workshop with six, seven, eight, nine people. It doesn't mean you have to have 35, 40 people coming to, to an event. So so keep that in mind when you're you're thinking in terms of, well, yeah, gee, what, what you guys said was, was good about 
uh, having an event, hosting an event, but, you know, I really don't want to have a bunch of people invited and nobody shows up, or I really don't want to spend a bunch of money, um, you know, getting a place to have an event, et cetera, et cetera, and all that entails and the time that it's going to take to plan it. Now, that, hey, an event is an event. It could be one person, you know, if you really want to get basic. But I think realistically when I'm talking about hosting something like that, you want to have at least two or three other people who can um, – uh, learn something and and maybe become clients of each other. So kind of when you're going through your list of clients, you might you might have a really great uh, electrical contractor that you want to hook up with another attorney or with a, uh, a home builder or something of that nature. Whatever it happens to be, and and here you are in the role of connector. And this is kind of where we want to get you, you, you pretty much positioned is we want you to be the go-to guy. We want you to be the person that if somebody needs a doctor, if somebody needs a divorce lawyer, and you happen to be a personal injury lawyer, if somebody needs an electrician or whatever the case may be, you're the guy to call because you're the guy that knows everybody. And when you start thinking in those terms and when that kind of mindset uh, starts developing among your clients, they're going to look at you and say, you know, Jim was pretty popular. He knows all these people, um, whether they're a plumber, whether they're a, uh, uh, the best eye surgeon in, in, in your town or whatever. And all of a sudden people are going, well, Jim must be pretty good lawyer or pretty good whatever if he knows all these people because they know I can trust him, you know, and, and, and he must be doing something right. And and so when you start this kind of process, and it's going to take a while. Um, I got a client that I just took on two weeks ago, and already he goes, well, I'm not seeing any results. And I go, you're, you're not going to. It's going to take some time to, to build up that rapport and to build up that. Yeah, you get to know people. Trust. Sure, get trust right, right. and hey, everything else that's going on. Go ahead. You know, I had an idea um, when you're talking about the stress of no one showing up. Hosting an event and inviting people is not much far further off from being in college and trying to invite those people over and having a party and that, that dreadful fear that no one is going to show up. So a good way to get around that is to, if you're just trying to test the waters and start seeing who will show up and invite some people, try having an event somewhere that there's already going to be some people. Um you know the neighborhood you know bar and grill or some sort of place that maybe has a an extra room set aside or you know even maybe some you know make it so you've maybe got a room but you can also if no one shows up i mean there's have different options um but i also like uh the idea jim about inviting the different people who might be complementary to one another and um a, a guy i know who was a personal injury attorney in new york used to uh, do uh, baseball games and uh, events like that. And what he would do is he'd invite his personal, his other personal injury lawyer friends, and then he'd invite a bunch of doctors. So there you go. They could all sit there and chat and they're all exchanging business cards and all that. And uh, But the thing that made his event successful is that he would do it again, you know, and it didn't have to be a huge group of people. And sometimes the more intimate uh, setting in, uh, you know, a smaller group of people, almost like just a little club of people, 
is what makes it for some people. So I think that when we look at an event, people always wonder about, well, how many people do we, we don't need to pack the house. We're not, we don't need to be Bruce Springsteen about it. Um, so I just wanted to add those thoughts. Yeah. Another, another kind of an interesting take on that. Um, we, uh, and I'll tell you about one of the groups that we formed here, but we have an event that, we get probably, and the nice thing is that we really invite only lawyers. Uh, the only people that can come to this event for a number of different reasons are just lawyers. And it's amazing that, that the number of different practice specialties that are out there. And so you may have a personal injury lawyer, an automobile guy, and he meets the malpractice guy, et cetera, et cetera. But, but the bottom line is I, we had one event in, I guess it was January, and it was up in, uh, in those that aren't familiar with, with the Chicago area, it was up almost close to Wisconsin border, which is quite north of, of Chicago, and it was cold and snowy and, you know, just a rotten night, and six people showed up. And to be honest with you, I didn't make it. And I had a couple people call me up and say, man, that was the best event we've, we've had. And I kind of took offense to it, saying, oh, it was the best event you had, and I wasn't there, but that's neither here nor there. No, so really, the bottom line was there were about six people that showed up, and they really got to talk to one another. Well, that's good in a way. And, and again, thinking in terms of your particular event, uh, four people, five people, whatever the case may be, uh, may work for you. When you get to a larger group, and this is what I really try to get across to people. When you get to a large group, uh, your whole intent should be that you make introductions or you get to meet people um, so that, you know, you can follow up with them at, at some future date the next day or two and, and really sit down and get to know them better. Um now, here's something else. You start out with three or four people, and, and we have an event next month, say, and I invite Nick and two or three of his colleagues, and I go, well, Nick, you know, for the next, this, this went pretty well. For the next event, why don't you invite one of your clients, and everybody will invite one of their clients. So now we start with four. Now we got eight, and maybe we meet that way for a couple of months, and then maybe we say, well, Listen, I got a, you know, Nick says to me, you know, I got another buddy out there that would be perfect for this group. Oh, really? What does he do? Such and such. Hey, he's great. Why don't you invite him? So all of a sudden we started out with four. Now we're up to eight. Now we're up to 16. Now what number is the ideal number? Um, it kind of depends on the group. It kind of depends on a whole bunch of things. But, you know, when you're when you're starting that way, you know, is it 16 is a great number. I would say probably the maximum for any type of group like that would be less than 20. But again, though, if you have 20 people, all you're wanting to do is to introduce those people to the other people so that they, in turn, can follow up. You're not going to get a whole lot of, of uh, no like, and trust factors in that you know, a larger group, you, and you won't even get it with four people, quite frankly. You'll just get to talk a little bit more to each one. But the bottom line is then you follow up. The whole purpose of this is to introduce people, and you become the person that is the one that set this up, and you are the one that is encouraging and facilitating all the introductions to go around. And here's the other thing. 
let's just say that, you know, I'm I'm kind of shy, and, and, and this doesn't really appeal to me. I, I like the idea, and I know Nick, and I know Nick is not shy, and he's pretty outgoing. So I go to Nick, and I say, hey, Nick, what do you think if we did something like this together? And Nick thinks it's a good idea. He's the gregarious one. So he gets the ball running. I'm in the I'm in the background, if you will, and, and so Nick's the one that's kind of the, the you know the front of the house, and I'm back in the back of the house guy. And so he gets this going, and here you are, a part of this. So if you feel uncomfortable starting a group on your own, find a, a friend, a colleague, uh, someone that you know, and say, hey, why don't we go ahead and, and start a group like this, and You'd be surprised sometimes at some of the answers you get. Um, I've I've done this with a few clients and, and mentioned it to them, and you know now they're doing regular monthly meetings and, and groups and, and things of this nature, and um, they've been very successful. Now they're not going to be totally successful right out of the box because you're going to find that some people will come and um, you know they're they're really not not into it, if you will. So you, you're gradually going to replace those people with others. But the bottom line is you have started doing something. Um, let's kind of switch gears a little bit um, and go from a kind of a different type of group where um, you might have a, a client appreciation night. Okay. In other words, in it, and again, here's one of the problems you're going to get. You're always going to leave probably somebody out. How many people do you invite? Well, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things. I remember when I was practicing law, we actually had two Christmas parties. Uh, we had one for our, you know, our, our really good clients who were, you know, um, I, don't, I hate to say it this way, but, you know, more upper middle class, et cetera. And then we had another uh, Christmas party for the the, the folks that, um, we're not in that particular socioeconomic strata, so I say it's probably the best way I can say it. So we didn't want those two groups of people mixing, but we divided it up and it worked out really well. And we didn't have a problem with it. Nobody came in and got on our case saying they should have been in one group and they weren't. But the bottom line is this is for you to decide. But have a client appreciation, and it doesn't have to be like a Christmas party or anything. You know, uh, and here's the thing. It's February. It's March. It's April. What's going on in February, March, and April? Not an awful lot. So you could have one of these client appreciation parties in April, unless you're a CPA, and then you could, of course, have that April 30th or whatever. But mm -hmm. bottom line <laughs> is it, it doesn't matter when you do something as long as you do it. If I can get anything across in this program this afternoon is do it. It doesn't matter what you do or when you do it, but you have to start doing it. Um, and, and again, with, with, with client appreciation events, this is a great, you become the, 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 the people see, well, gee, Jim, you've got all these clients. It, there might even be five clients. It doesn't matter the number. But you've got these clients, say five of them, and they're pretty influential, and, and they're nice people, and they get along well together. And guess what you're doing? Nick has never met John, and John has never met Nick, and Bill has never met Sam. And all of a sudden, you're kind of bringing them together, and you're saying, guys, thank you for the business that you brought me. And I kind of want to give back, and, and I wanted to bring you all here to thank you. And, and I hope you all get together, and, and we'll chat uh, you know, throughout the night. And, and hopefully some of you will make some connections, and it will work out well. 
Okay, so you've done two things. You've thanked the clients for the business they've given you. And, of course, everybody likes to be thanked. And it doesn't have to be an expensive thing either. I mean, you know, again, um, you can go have cocktails somewhere. You can go have cocktails and hors d'oeuvres. So you spend a couple hundred bucks, and, and what is your return on investment? So you, so you go out and you do something like that. And if, and if you want to do more, I mean, fine. I'm just trying to get you to start baby steps and, and grow your, your program, if you will. Um, here's something else that you can piggyback on, on maybe somebody else's event. Uh, for instance, um, you're going to a chamber event, okay, and, and you know there'll be 35, 40 people or whatever, and chamber people are always looking for people to help, okay? Become a greeter. I, I found one of the things that I've done at some of these events and, you know, is, is uh, I've, I've actually sat there and, you know, registered people and given them the name tags and taken the cards. Why? Because I get to meet those people right off the bat. I get the card, and it says, Nick so-and-so does so-and-so. Well, I want to meet Nick. John does so-and-so. Well, okay, fine. I don't have to go through the whole room. I know that when I'm finished, you know, checking people in for 30 minutes, I know the people I want to go right to and and start up conversations with because, um, you know, there's 30 people there. I can't possibly get around all those 30, but I want to go to the ones that are, are, are going to, I want to be efficient, I guess is what I'm saying. So I want to go to the ones that I feel there's a connection there, both that I can help and that they can help me. But remember, in all this, you want to take the approach that you want to be out there helping people. You want to be the one that um, introduces people. You want to be the one that you can you can introduce people and help somebody else out. If you're sitting there and, and you meet a guy who, who happens to be, say, a health insurance agent, and you happen to know that there's a fellow over there that has a, um, I'm just using this as an example, uh, because uh, of the Obamacare thing that just kind of went on, you know, somebody over there that has a small business, and you happen to know or had heard or he maybe even was a client that said, gee, she's really having a problem trying to decide which employees she should let go, which employees she should cover or whatever, and I go over and I say, come here, I want to introduce you to somebody that's an expert in that area, and you guys can chat. Now, whether there's a business connection or not, maybe that that's for later, but I have made that introduction, and guess what? People are going to remember what you did for them, okay? And and I haven't done anything other than make an introduction. I haven't done, I haven't, you know, it hasn't cost me anything to, you know, if I hold a party or something, a small event, sure, that's fine. <clears throat> Another thing you might want to think about doing from an event standpoint is holding a workshop. And what do I mean by a workshop? Now, these are a little more um, iffy. In a, in a lot of ways, because you don't have an awful lot of control of the people you're going to have. But let's hypothetically say that you're a um, a, a probate or a, a, an estate attorney, okay, and you want to host an event, okay. So you say, I'm going to host an event with, say, 20 people. I'm going to invite to this estate planning uh, conference, and I'm a real I'm an estate planning attorney. Well, I also have a really good client who is a financial planner. And I have a good client that's a real estate broker. So I invite those folks to come. Now, you've got to be real careful here. You don't want to feel like it's a sales presentation, but you invite them to come. And because uh, when, you, when you're when you doing something like this, and say you ask 
does anybody have any questions? And somebody says, yeah, I've got a 401k or, um, you know, I'm getting ready to, to get to the age where I can take Social Security. Should I wait or not? And I go, you know what? I don't know the answer to that. But I do have a friend of mine here, and that's why I asked him to be here in case questions like this came up. And, and, and John, you know, can you handle that question? So I haven't had John there to make a presentation per se. And John may never be able to say anything. The same as a CPA that I invited may never be able to say anything. But if they get that opportunity, the question comes up and you go, you know, uh, that's not my area of expertise um, as far as your taxes being filed this year and what you should do with this and that. That's, that's why I, I had my friend John come and uh, or Bill come, and, and he can hopefully answer those questions for you. So I've done two things. <clears throat> I've invited... A kind of an inner circle of professionals who who would be, be in a position to answer questions that, that might come up. I've also invited them, and I, my whole thing is, you know, to, to my um, financial guy, I say, listen, I'm not going to give you the opportunity and give your pitch, but this is what I'd like you to do. And if it's acceptable to you, fine. And 90% of them are probably going to say, yeah, that's, that's fine, Jim. I'm sure somebody's going to have a question. I'm sure I can answer. And if they don't, and they don't, and uh, so so he goes, hey, thanks, thanks for you know including me in this, and um, you know I appreciate it. And what have I just built? I have just built more of a referral network. I've done something for someone, and chances are, if my financial guy has a seminar on something, and that also could relate to estate planning, you think he's going to invite me? Sure, he is. Because I invited him, and he's going to reciprocate, and I'm not going to take over the meeting or anything. I'm just going to be there if somebody has a question. So, so think about things like that. Again, I, I don't have all the answers, and I don't have the time to give you all some of the other things that that I've come across. You've got to start thinking outside the box, and and when you start thinking outside the box, what works may work for you, but and then then again, it might not work the next time. You have to kind of go and find out what is what it is that is going to work for you. So, um, you know, I, I can't answer, obviously, any questions here, but if if you do have any questions on anything, when I do get, people do, you know, uh, two weeks after I've done a program, I get a question, I go, gosh, I can't even remember what I said two weeks ago or three weeks ago. But we get into a discussion and we talk about things. So if something comes up, you know, you can always send me an email at J-E-T, that's JET, at lawyersmarketingresource.com, and I'll be glad to you know connect with you. I'll answer your question by email, or I've even had a couple phone conversations with folks. And then if you'd like a copy of the book, it's uh, the same email, J-E-T, Jet, at Lawyers Marketing Resource, and, and I'll be glad to uh, send you a, a uh, the the ebook, the PDF, the ebook copy of the book, and um, hopefully it'll be beneficial for you. I was just looking at the time, Nick. We've got about another two or three minutes. I don't know whether you have anything to add or. Sure, sure. I just wanted to again recap the concept of not throwing it, throwing in the towel on events, um, especially when uh, you know only a couple of people show up here and there. Just keep doing them. I mean, even if you don't have a large number of people, um, you know the quality sometimes uh, can benefit over the quantity. And again, with other people who are having events, 
if you see someone or you know someone who's having an event, it might be a nice opportunity to contact that person and offer your assistance and ask if you can help them. Uh, maybe commit some money to it uh, or maybe commit some resources and helping invite people and get more people there. Uh, and maybe they'll put their, you know, put your name on, you know, if they've got a flyer, you know, be a sponsor, or, you know, volunteer sponsor, things like that. So you can, have, you know, piggybacking on other people's things, having your own, I mean, just do something and give it a try because if you just sit back and do nothing or fail to do anything because you have a plan that only allows for some really elaborate deal that you're not sure you can pull off. Um, you know, just do something, like Jim said. I've enjoyed this uh, this half-hour jam with all sorts of good ideas, and um, you just got to get out, get out there and start doing it. And, you know, the first time is always the hardest. Um, and then, you know, it's, especially, you know, look at podcasts and radio shows. Um, people who've never been on a podcast before, when I call and invite them on, they're often nervous. What are they going to talk about for 30 minutes? But time goes by really quickly. And so it's just yes, getting. Yes, just, it does. Just, it does. You just got to start doing it. You just got to go. Pull the trigger on it, right? So, all right. Well, that is all the time we have for today. Jim, I want to thank you again. And I want to thank all of our listeners out there. Please do hit that share button if you see us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, or. LinkedIn because that's how other people find these good uh, shows and learn from others and that's this whole collective learning process. Sorry about that. Is why we do these programs. So I want to thank everyone for uh, tuning in to listen while cleaning off your desk during lunchtime. I suppose that's what I always say. Take a listen, clean off your desk. You might find something. You know? uh, <laughs> anyways, Jim, uh, you have enjoy the rest of your week and uh, we'll be back next week. Jim, I'll talk to you then. Okay, thanks, Nick. Have a great day. You all have a good good, good rest of the week out there. Yep. All right. Bye-bye now.